I was watching uh, a bunch of Nike skateboarding videos this morning. And I'm not like um, competitions or like some Nigel Houston shit. Some like street stuff. Nigel Houston okay. was in one of them. Oh, he is the fucking king of skateboarding. That guy is crazy. He's the best skateboarder there has ever been. I watched one video today. He smacked his head on the concrete, like blood coming out. And the dude got up and yeah. went back and did the trick again. I mean, you got obviously there's Tony Hawk, right? But Tony yeah. Hawk was like a ramp skater. Yeah. This. The street skater, Nigel Houston, he is as good as it gets. There's this Japanese guy that's uh-huh. that's close, but Nigel Houston is just unfucking touchable. I watched I used to watch a lot of skateboarding videos. Like I watched all the freestyle competitions all the time. The skate or the street competitions as yeah. well. Yeah, I've watched them all. And uh Nigel Houston wins almost all of them. He is the best. I've been uh, just occasionally putting on like old X games or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have on in the back. But the videos I was watching this morning, it's a Nike thing. And they'll go to like Australia, Japan, Mexico. And it's like yep. a half hour video of just people like the local skate community. It's crazy to me having, you know, grown up skateboarding. Yeah. That Nike is like the biggest brand in skateboarding now. That's really surprising. It used to be like all the people who actually made skateboards right you know, like powell peralta or santa cruz mm-hmm. or birdhouse which was tony hawk's company um yeah no i mean still those companies still make the best boards but when it comes to like skateboarding like pants for instance yeah they're fucking killing it nike is killing it with the skateboard pants i just noticed the pants today oh they yeah. look so cool and functional yeah, and they're like wrinkle-free and high quality. Yeah. Yeah, man. In they're terms, fucking killing it. In terms of like the Nike products as well. I don't really know much about Nike's products. Not even other than their shoes. But to me, everything else like it's just t-shirts and shit. I'm just saying like the comparison of their skate gear and quality oh, the skate, seems to be. Their skateboarding stuff is top fucking quality. All of it. I don't know like anything about skateboarding, but seeing some of the shit that these people can do, like almost defying physics yeah crazy stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's a nice little morning pastime oh yeah like the thing the thing with me is like there hasn't been really any skateboarding since the summer olympics right um because and you know covid's kind of killed a lot of the skateboarding competitions so like it's like ran out of skateboarding competitions to watch interesting but, um, yeah. there's this i don't i think it's done on yeah it's Th- thrasher obviously yeah thrasher magazine familiar um they do this segment on their youtube channel called my war okay and it's like this trick that these skateboarders are trying you know they've never been able to fucking nail it yeah so then they go with the cameraman like from thrasher they go to the spot and they just Go, they're, they're there eight hours a day and every day until they nail this fucking trick. Shit. Yeah, and they're fucking eating it. They're fucking, it's, it's crazy. You should check it out. Yeah, you got to be a tough motherfucker. Yeah. You got to start skateboarding when you're young enough that you don't have a fear of getting hurt. Yeah. You that's develop the, That's it. the only way. To start skateboarding, uh, like, you know, even as a teenager, mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've got that fear of getting hurt, it's going to drastically limit your potential as a skateboarder yeah i know from experience and you're less injury prone when you're younger 
So I mean, yeah, but you're yeah, you're also willing to take more chances. But the thing is, is like when you get into a situation where you might hurt yourself mm-hmm. um, as an adult, you're just going to bail every time. Whereas a kid, you're going to try and still land it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so happy to just as, watch. As soon as you have resigned yourself to just bailing every time, mm-hmm. that's when you're really going to get hurt. Happened to me. Yeah. First time I tried skateboarding. Yeah. Didn't go well. How many tricks could you do? Could you ollie? No. I, like I went to day one of a skateboard camp and the instructor But you had never like, skateboarded before. No. And you weren't you were in the wrong place anyway. Yep. Yeah, and the guy's like, All right, you yeah, you can drop in on the quarter pipe maybe. And I broke my leg within like Yeah, you shouldn't be six dropping hours. in on the first time on a skateboard. No. No. No, it was it was bad guidance. It seemed like uh now that you now that you mentioned it, you should have fucking they should have sued. Yeah, we should have, right? Yeah, you would have been if you if, if <laughs> I would have heard that story then, I would have been like, Oh yeah, you gotta sue. That is like it's super irresponsible. Yeah, I mean it's fine to if if this if a kid's been you know skateboarding around with his friends you know in the neighborhood uh-huh. and then you tell him oh yeah you should try dropping in sure but somebody who's never skateboarded before it's the first day I met this guy yeah someone's like dumb dumb person <laughs> <laughs> not a fond memory what kind of skateboard did you have I don't know man it wasn't uh, professional grade well that's for yeah, sure that's probably part of the reason. It's oddly wide, I remember. But yeah, I don't I don't remember the name. It wasn't a longboard though, was it? It was not a longboard. Well that's good. At least you got that going for you. I've uh you're not a fan of the longboard, hey? Show me one good trick that people do on a longboard. A longboard is a mode of transportation. Yeah. An old school skateboard is for tricks. And it, you could also use and it as a mode of transportation. But those longboards if you're trying to tell me that you're a skate, if you're like, oh, I'm a skateboarder, I'm like, oh yeah, what kind of board do you got? Oh, I got this longboard. <laughs> I would be like, instantly, you're a fucking loser. You yeah. don't, ha- you don't know how to skateboard. You know how to travel, you know, travel in one direction. Yeah. I went to high school with this dude who was really into like downhill speed longboarding. Yeah, exactly. That shit's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't take any skill though. You know. Yeah, other than you know your, your normal balance, but you need that to board to begin with. Fair enough. You just got to have a um, set of balls. No, that's not even a set of balls. Like some of that shit is stupid. It's like those um, dudes on the shopping carts in North Van. You know how so? Like you're those just going dudes for are speed. Fucking crazy, man. They are. A car could pull out at any second, <laughs> and you're just gonna <laughs> plow into it, and you got your fucking ankle like locked into the fucking God. shopping cart. For extra fucking mobility. And the hills in Vancouver are steep. Yeah. What was the name of that documentary? Uh, Carts of Darkness. Yeah. I want to see people. These are like homeless people, mostly, um, in North Vancouver that by day go collecting, <laughs> you know, bottles. And like over the years, the, the neighborhood is just, they just purposefully set their bottles out for these guys. Normally you would return them for the deposit Mm -hmm. but these guys go collect bottles during the day and they get fucked up every night sleep in the fucking bush it looks like a party like if you resign yourself that's not a party i think you'd probably have to be fucked up just to enjoy life 40s like who yeah who wants to drink malt liquor no 40s man no the absolute worst carts of darkness (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, I remember when I first saw that documentary. It was interesting. I watched it once. It really I'd go back and watch it again. Like it was, it was it's super on, well it's, done. It's on YouTube. Is it? Yep. Nice. Definitely. What are your thoughts on cereal? Uh, are you a breakfast a, cereal see, guy? My problem with cereal is the milk. I don't. I don't like mm. milk. But yeah, um, I will rock uh, an unsweetened coconut milk. Coconut milk, hey. Well, I'm allergic to all the other nut milks. So I don't really have that many options other than that sucks regular milk, but coconut milk is fortunately good. Um, only works with certain. I'm only good with certain cereals though. Like I like shreddies. Okay, yeah. Um, I like raisin bran. Raisin bran is delicious, especially the double scoop of raisins. They're all double scoop. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's a normal and a double scoop. Uh-uh. You crack me up. No, I'm telling you, there's two. Well, um, was it Post that makes them? I'm not too sure. Well, you whoever know, does raisin bran, yeah, the, like the those purplish people, box. Their slogan is two scoops of raisins in a package of Kellogg's raisin bran. Well, then they doubled it. No, no, so no. no I'm just four. saying. But it's always been two scoops, and you're just like, oh, I like the one with the two scoops. <laughs> like, it's not like you got to go get some special kind of fucking Kellogg's cornflakes. You know what I mean? They're, they kicked it up another level with the raisins. If they started with two, now there's four. I've never heard about four, but it doesn't surprise me. But two scoops was their fucking slogan. <laughs> um, no. And there's something used to be about one scoop, I'm sure of it. <laughs> there's something about the raisins they put in, too. I think it's just coated in sugar. Yeah. But, they definitely oh, are. And like, they sink to the bottom no matter what. You're going to get most of the raisins towards the end of the box. See, I usually go like as minimal milk as possible. Me too. Coconut or dairy. Yeah. What I don't like is cereals like you want the you want the milk to complement the cereal. Right. I don't like a cereal where you feel like you got to like sprinkle some sugar or something on it. See, one of my favorite things to do as a kid was to get a bowl of shit, what are the snap crackle pop ones? Rice Krispies. There we right. go. Um and just load it up with sugar. I would always get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, the milk should have is, is sweet enough, you know, like regular milk. Uh huh. I don't know. I never. I don't. I was never really into like sugary cereals. That's all I liked. Oh, of course, it's candy. It's delicious. It's not cereal at that point. <laughs> really, I'm not a cereal guy. You will not find it in my house. Um, I don't know. I have to be in the mood for it. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't keep cereal around. Nah. That's for sure. No, I've been kind of. This I might could s- go for some corn pops right now, though. Fuck yeah! Yeah, corn pops or Captain Crunch. Captain yeah. Crunch is too sweet, and not only that. What? Yeah, it's oh. way too sweet. And if you eat too much of it, it fucks up the inside of your mouth. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. Yeah, for sure. It'll tear that shit up. Yeah, there are some good cereals. I'm kind of rethinking my... Uh, All the cereals that I wanted to try as a kid were American cereals, and mm. then we never had them in Canada. It's always a bummer. Like, uh, what was that? Oh, Count Chocula or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always saw that fucking commercial on Saturday mornings, and they never, we never, ever could get any of that fucking shit. Fucking bullshit. No, the closest thing was Captain Crunch or, you know, Lucky Charms and, you know... Once you eat all the marshmallows out of the box, it's all like charms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just sits in the fucking cupboard. There's no point in it. My mom's not buying a new box until you finish it. So, 
the lessons of childhood. And like those Lucky Charms marshmallows aren't aren't even good quality. No, but there's something about the lack of quality that I love. Yeah, it might just be a nostalgia thing. I think if you tried some of that shit today, you would it you know it wouldn't be like it was when you were a kid. Probably not, and yeah. I'd probably end up eating far too much trying to get that uh, that original taste. Yeah, I'd probably rip the shit out of your mouth. <laughs> What are your thoughts on spicy food? I like spicy food. What kind of spicy? The only see, I mean, this might be too much information. I don't think the, we can the get only, too much. The only problem, like a lot of people talk about spicy food. What's the thing that they say with the reason they don't like spicy food? The day after. Right. So the only day after spicy food problem I ever get is with jalapenos. Of all things. Really? I can go fucking ghost peppers. I can go habaneros. I can go. Interesting. Um, cayenne. I can go as far as you want. Like, I can eat as much of that, any of that shit. But as soon as I eat a little bit of fucking jalapenos, it's over. Game over. Yeah, and I like them too. Yeah, jalapeno is like one of the best peppers to just have around. I won't make a, an exception for them though. It's just not worth it. That's fair. Yeah. I'm interested in the... Um, the possible release of endorphins that you get when eating a lot of spice. Yeah. I was like, reading what, a, what is a dish with, with a lot of spice that you would eat? I don't know. Like I don't eat much spicy no, food. I've just don't. started thinking about this because if I can get a natural endorphin kick off spicy food. Yeah. But like you have to, it's, it's something you have to work for. I think. Yeah. Like running. No. Yeah. Okay. Running. Sure. But eating spicy food is like you don't just go i want to start eating you know uh a thai green curry every day right you gotta you know work your mean? way up to that shit yeah otherwise your stomach is going to hate you uh, i don't know about that you're just gonna not enjoy it it's not gonna be i don't know you gotta kind of like burn in your taste buds right yeah yeah i might try and incorporating some more spice i'd like to get some dried chilies but right we talked about this amazon I don't think we talked about it. No? No. Oh. Well, I struggled to Why find... Why would you go to Amazon for dried chilies? Oh, maybe I just made this up in my head. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd be read- readily available. Yeah. What do you want? Do you, don't, what, you don't want them crushed? Is that what, what it is? I'd like a whole dried chili. Oh, well, then you're just being fucking choosy. Throw that shit into stews, but I guess, you know, if it's if it's ground and fresh, then what's the difference? It's not going to... Never going to be fresh. I mean... Not old and stale, I should say. Yeah. They're never, it's never going to be fresh. It's fucking dried. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get like, um, I don't know how how big the package is, but it's enough. It's enough to fill a, a shaker yeah. um, of crushed chilies at Walmart for like $2. Oh, yeah. I've got some of those in the cupboard. Yeah, that's all you need. They bring all the heat you'd really need, and the flavor is pretty uh, nice. For that type of pepper right but is there a need for a ghost chili is it really necessary oh yeah yeah you think so oh yeah the the taste is like the taste different profiles between like a jalapeno a habanero and a ghost pepper uh uh-huh it's like it's like uh ginger ale (laughs) uh coke and crush you know what i mean like there's they're that distinct i gotta step up my chili game then yeah, there's a place. Uh, isn't there a place around here called the Silk Road? 
or something that sells That's all over those fucking spices across and, the river. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a uh, Mexican food place. Yeah, they, like that's where you should go. Three blocks away, and they sell tortillas by like the hundred for like five bucks. Who needs that? Me. No, you don't need to eat beaten that many tortillas. Well, you can freeze them. They're super okay. small. How, like, how often do they make it to the freezer? Not very often. Exactly. I'll go into a mode where I'm like, I'm just eating tacos. Yeah, of course. For for two weeks. Fucking delicious. So. Uh, the tool opiate squared right. release. Yeah. What do you think about that? I enjoyed it. I thought it was essentially the same song for the initial part, and then they kicked it into... And it has a different opening and then a different middle. How so? Well, the opening has this... Lyric change? No, it's guitar. Guitar right. stuff before it goes into the actual doom 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 right which yeah, is yeah. the actual beginning of the original song it seems like an ex- just an extension on what it was before with i don't really get it no and i like i said i was trying i was talking to you about this over text or something this mm-hmm. week but um they've been talking about this opiate 2 thing for 10 over 10 years i didn't know that yeah and like they were supposed they were trying to set it up so they could release it for the 20th anniversary which would have been 10 years ago okay um but you know here we are 30 years and now they finally release it and it's just like i heard it live yeah that version. thought it was cool um it is cool but it doesn't come close to the the original even in terms it's of sound so quality? Over, oh, it's so overproduced. Hmm. Like, you could hear all the the shit uh, on Maynard's voice. See, I was, yeah. Part of me was like, did Maynard's voice just get better somehow after the after the Tool show? It didn't. Guess not. Right now, it didn't get better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I said to you, I think it would be cool if they released the whole album. I don't think so. Like that. I not enjoy based it. on this release. Even I don't with think the so. like the Danny Carey drum fills no. at the end. Again, and all I that. don't. I think it. I think the whole song is overproduced. Hmm. It also kind of snuck in there. Like I, I oh, just I found knew. it. On, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, why don't we play the original? Yeah. And. Uh, We'll play some of the new. Maybe you'll maybe you'll hear the difference right here. All right. So this is from uh, their 1992 EP.
I don't know. There's something about the way, and this is not just about this song. It's all about all of the Tool songs. Mm-hmm. The way that Maynard uses uh, emphasis on certain words and like the way he uses inflection at the end of a sentence. Yeah. Guide you. Yeah. Um, just do everything I tell you to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That kind of shit. Working I love that over kind of the, shit. the bar. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, um, play the original or the new one. The bass on that original is. Yeah, that's really, really good. Paul DeMoor. I think it needs so the guitar is to me is fucking awesome it's really the good guitar is really good yeah the thing that they're doing i think and i've been thinking about this all week i think what they're doing with maynard's voice nowadays is they get him to sing at a lower volume yeah like in reality mm-hmm. but when it comes to uh the output of it they mm. just they just crank the volume because he you know can I mean? still like because he's the... not the you you're not getting that, you know, um, that conviction of out early. of the way he's singing. You know, to me, he's just trying to sing, which yeah. in, you know, in the original, well, we'll listen to some more of this one, but in the original, I feel like he's singing those words as if he's thinking about those words and feeling it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I think this version, he's just singing a song. I think that's an interesting idea if if they did play him quieter because like he can still melodically get there it's just the power but it's noticeable yeah yeah might take a couple of tries to find the exact part but yeah i, I want to we're just gonna let it play
Okay, so list this part that's coming up. Listen to the conviction in his voice during this, and then we'll find the same spot in the new version. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear it. Like, Absolutely. He's like talking to Jesus. He is in the place. It isn't the same. You're you're very right there. I've also been listening to Tool since 1992. You know what I mean as well. So I know I know this shit. I think that would you entertain the idea that Maynard, if you took Maynard out of the equation and you just looked at the band, I feel like the drums need to be elevated on the opiate squared it all is a little muted compared to the original the only thing that like i said the only thing i'm opiate squared that sounds better than the original is the guitar yeah and i wonder if that's just the way they recorded it because i mean you'd know better but 92 honestly this song could have been recorded 10 years ago the the new version yeah like who knows yeah if, yeah, yeah if you know if they sat on it for 10 years or if they re-recorded it later on i don't i don't know i, I feel like it's it's overproduced and yeah, i forget who i they, see where you're coming I forget from who the dude is that produced it for them but he's super well known has he been working with them for a while uh, i don't think so um anyway it doesn't really matter but i think that's part of it i think that when you bring in like a guest producer they yeah. want to try and leave their mark right and especially on a great band as a producer or as a sound engineer you should never do that you should be just trying to capture the sound as well as you possibly can Mm -hmm. um obviously there's mixing where a lot of this would have been done but the choices were not good choices yeah i don't know i I do see where you're coming i don't know who sound engineered the original version it was probably just the band yeah um but this new version it's it's okay. I liked it Not a lot more. I liked it, no the new the the squared version. Yeah, I liked it a lot more live than I do this album or recording studio version. I think they're pretty similar, although my my memory is a little foggy. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just they. It was cool that they did it. I'm interested to see this video that's supposed to accompany it when it comes out um, physically later next month. Okay. But because that they've also been working on this video for that long as well. Jesus. Yeah. They do take their time. Well, yeah. it's, it's definitely there's something uh, like I was telling you before, like, I don't know about the video side of things. That's usually Adam, but I think they have like this friend of adam or this guy that adam respects that's worked on the video um 
tool when they're writing a song as a band you know without maynard Mm -hmm. um they take the time to travel down all the different paths that a riff could go right before they decide on what that's and that's why tool doesn't write music together anymore um maynard just couldn't deal with how long it took them to explore all these avenues they're (laughs) hellbent yeah so and i think it works better anyway you know like when i was a kid i when i first started to get exposed to like creating music yeah there was this kid across the street a couple years older than me um he got a guitar and he started playing it and he's trying to learn you know to read music and he's like you never sing you never sing to the melody of a song Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay but nowadays that's the common thing they're always singing to the melody of the song i see yeah like tool and that like the fact that maynard comes in after all of the music is written Mm -hmm. to write the lyrics he is singing to the melody in almost every song yeah yeah and that's just crazy to me that they were trying to force it down your throat as a kid trying to learn guitar that the lyrics never go to the melody i don't see why why i'm just saying that's just the way it's just the way that they used to teach it the tradition i guess yeah anyway so a few weeks ago you brought up the the question what's my favorite daft punk album oh so have you listened to them all now yeah i spent the week going through their albums so okay well, hold up ep's yeah, keep, exclusive keep yeah um, so I started on Sunday, did a listen of all three on Sunday and just kind of been working through, uh, the two that I didn't know as well being discovery and human after all, which are the second and third. Correct. Um, so yeah, I'll give my, my analysis. No, no, I, I wasn't. It was, the question wasn't, what is the best album? It was, what is your favorite Daft Punk song? And to, oh. to have the favorite song, you had to have listened to all the albums. Oh, it was the song? Yeah. Okay. I can I can still probably rock were, with that. And you were going to go with like homework or whatever. And I was like, that's the only one you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to hear my analysis of this? Yeah, or, please. Yeah? I was just uh, setting up my, my pick. Okay. So this is how I see the three albums. Homework sets the foundation for the career of, of Daft Punk, what they're about to put out. Okay. In homework, they go to like the the roots of early elect- electronic music with using like 909s, 303s, doing the the French house and techno kind of sounds. Um, and with that, well, I they're think, from France, right? Yeah, and weird that they would do that. Amazing. So I think they're both educating the listener on like the the foundations of the music they're about to make and proving to the people who know uh-huh. that they've got the chops. I feel like that's what they do on every album. But for like a first Except album. Except for random access memories. Yeah. That's like a compilation to me. I actually didn't include it in my, my no, write-up. It's, it's not, like I said, to me it's more of like a compilation album. Yeah. and It's not, weird that it's their most popular. Not every song hits either in my opinion. No, I don't have exact examples. It's, it's a very long album. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Revolution 909, some classic shit. Defunk brings in like Acid House sounds with the 303s. Um, that was my only knowledge of Daft Punk, other than the time that we listened to Discovery. I played 
didn't I play Human After All for you as well? I don't think so. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Both uh, both times it was on acid. Yeah. Which two different acid trips? It's so funny. Acid oh, and Daft Punk. I'm gonna go. tell. I'm gonna tell that story about yeah. you with that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So Discovery. Yeah. Um. I think this is where Daft Punk starts to show like their Daft Punk ness. Uh-huh. Um, they start incorporating the vocals and the synthesizers with like heavy texture and cool arrangements. Why don't I use the synthesizer? The synthesizer. <laughs> um, the grooves and uh, for reference, the song Voyager. I thought it kept a lot of the same like foundations of homework in terms of like the the beats, but they kicked it up with more melodic sounds and made it maybe a bit okay, more approachable. I can see, I can see that approachable to the average listener right so like people who are super technical they're obviously going to love it but the people who don't really know can also enjoy the Sound awesome music the future. and um yeah i i think discovery might be my least favorite wow yeah that's crazy human after all is my favorite at this point yeah i mean you're you're not even a week in right um so in my opinion the best album and like just the opening track human after all is fucking beautiful yeah and it's kind of like a strip to me it seems a little stripped down from what discovery was maybe a little less crowded they're just different yeah and like they they work in actual like live instrumentation which i think is super cool um robot rock yeah I love probably that. my favorite song of the week in my wow. in my listening it only gets better the more you listen to it it's so good yeah um i just can't believe that you've never listened to these albums me it's neither. so ridiculous yeah um yeah they're they're really fucking good like the just the richness of the sounds that they're making are, are insane the next time i recommend you listen to something just you have it. to just listen to it i'm learning this i know <clears throat> it's been enough examples now i've gone by it's true. Where you're, oh, I don't know. That's Day, just whack. That Daytona album. <laughs> That's some fucking bangers on that album. Yep. And same three, with three three years later. Off season, just yeah. having the same. I said that last week. I was like, yeah, in a couple more years, you're going to be into the off season. Well, then you went and listened to it. You're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. And I was explaining to JP. I would, I my expectations got me. Got me hating on J. Cole for that album, but he he lays it down pretty fast. The first fat. time you ever listen to a new album, the last thing you should have is expectations. And I'm the worst for that. Like I did it with Kendrick's Damn. Yeah, that's not good. You should just be like, okay, you know, the at least this is how I think about things. I'm like, yeah. the album is an experience right. most of the time. <clears throat> it's very rare that somebody nowadays just puts out an album of random songs. Yeah. That's there's yeah. usually a theme or something going on with that album. Um, so you have to judge it in its entirety to start with. It's a piece. Yeah. Piece it's of like, art. it's, that's another reason why I think that like singles are such a fucking joke. Yeah. You know, I understand, you know, the bit, there's the business side of music where, you know, you need to release singles, hit the charts, make some money, make a video, whatever. But I don't know if you're that person out there that, just listens to singles and never listens to albums then you're not doing it right yeah you probably shouldn't <laughs> listen anymore um but yeah i think human after all is right now my favorite in terms of just what it is it's a little less crowded than discovery 
for me. Um, I also love the the track "Make Love." Every the, that's the, that's the other thing. These the, their first three albums. Yeah, there's not a song on there that isn't a banger. It's true. So, like, you're looking for to find figure out if these are good albums or not. If you can listen to an album start to finish, it's good. Yeah, and. <clears throat> Yeah, like we were saying, I went into Random Access Memories and I, I didn't finish it. I felt kind of defeated. But uh, the only time I've ever listened to Random Access Memories, I'm going to listen to specific songs. Yeah. Yeah, man, they're a fucking amazing band. Anyway, so really the good. first time, um, <laughs> the first time that this guy ever heard Discovery, I played him right from the start. You know, yeah, this, the this first song on the on the album quite possibly the biggest uh edm jam ever very possibly I one more an time i'm gonna play it yeah and then i'm gonna tell you what <laughs> he thought of it This guy says he's okay. So I'm going to paint the picture, I guess. So he goes, we're, we dropped acid. We're sitting outside on the porch and, um, he goes in for a drink or washroom or whatever. Um, whatever we were listening to ends. Yeah. I put this on. He comes out, could tell he doesn't know what it is. (laughs) Sits down and starts thinking. And then I don't know, somewhere around halfway through the song, he's like, it's way too poppy. <laughs> I was like, hmm. You should have seen the look on his face. That's so interesting. It's way too poppy. <laughs> and then I told him it was Daft Punk. Yep. And he was like, no. No. But then later on, we later on in the album, you know, we get, <laughs> we get to this song. He says, oh, that's where Kanye got it. Yep. Yep. No shit. Like, when you listen to that song, like the Kanye version, yeah. how can you not know that that's Daft Punk? Because I hadn't listened to Daft Punk. But it's it's even if you hadn't listened to it, like, that is such trademark Daft Punk, like the, the robot voices. Yeah. Everything is like, again. On that, I I just didn't know. Yeah, that was was a moment of ignorance to me. But the way that they can fill—what's crazier is that it took you till this week to actually sit down and listen to the album. 
Yeah. When no, no, I'd listened to Discovery before. Oh, okay. I thought you said you just listened to it this week. No, Discovery. I think I'd probably listened to it twice since we listened to it together. But uh, going through them in succession was was very interesting. So, do you have a favorite song? Um, because I do. I'm probably gonna stick with Robot Rock. Do you want to play some Robot Rock? Yeah, I do. it off right when this yeah <laughs> want me to keep it going no we're there now that was an accident but it worked <laughs> you say so yeah i love the guitar in that man yeah and all of it i love all of their stuff yeah they're really good so you didn't listen to the tron album no is that, are we counting that as an album it's a soundtrack i don't know i think that most daft punk fans would consider that an album okay i forgot about tron <clears throat> I love this song off of Discovery. And like on somebody on YouTube put together like I don't know, a fucking one hour version of this song. And nice. I could just sit and listen to it all the time. <laughs> I could have this song on in the background all of the time. That's called <clears throat> Veritas Quo. sounds like a song like from Legend of Zelda from I was like thinking, the Nintendo. Yeah. it just goes on like that 
it's like uh, ear candy. It's how like I describe the music. Super calming music. Like it's a really it nice song. Takes like literally zero effort to listen to it. But it's so good. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. I could put the one hour mix of it on from YouTube and it just doesn't get old. It's such a great, yeah, great melody. Hitting all the right spots in the brain. Yeah. They, they really know how to do it. I slept on them for a long time. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but. And especially like I love LCD Sound System, one of my favorite bands. And yeah, then LCD Sound System doesn't shit, shit on Daft Punk. And why is James Murphy so excited that Daft Punk's playing at his house? Right. There's a reason. That's the reason. He played the Daft Punk for the Rock Kids. And he did it right. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was kind of saying something similar is like when this album, like when Homework came out, yeah. there's nothing else like it. There was nothing else like it. Everything um, else was all underground. Yeah. It was you got to get a, a tape of a tape of a tape of, from, from some somebody. Club. Yeah, exactly. Nobody had ever put out a fucking album like that. Like almost a collection of what electronic music is. It is. Be. It's like a, yeah, it's like, it's like when you go to an air show and <laughs> the dude in the fighter plane is trying to push the limits of the fighter plane and show you every little maneuver it yeah. can do. That's exactly what Daft Punk does every time they make a song. Yeah. They're trying to show you exactly the ins and outs of everything. That's a really good way of looking at that. Yeah. And the track Teachers as well is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Give you everybody you need to know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you have any more on this topic. Uh, no. That's All it right. for the moment. I'm sure I'll have more later. I saw this little uh, snippet of an interview with fred schneider you know who he is fred schneider no he's the dude from the b-52s oh cool yeah so he was on um howard stern recently like, no no about way from way back like 2010 um anyway he's doing this interview and then this little snippet i'm gonna play he kind of tells you like how the b-52s got together it's fucking crazy interesting you were a kid who no one expected to go into music. You really didn't have uh -huh. any formal musical training. I mean, no, how does it not happen? at all. I like to write. I mean, in high school, I wrote um, poetry. I wrote poetry and I wrote uh, parodies of uh, movies and had my family and friends. And we also made movies like Day After the Night of the Living Dead. Right. So I like to write uh, nonsense stuff. Were you the leader of the B-52s, would you say? Uh, well, I... I probably helped spur us to start a group because I was living in Atlanta and we were all friends from years before. This is a whole crew of people who live in Atlanta. Athens, Georgia. Yeah, Athens, Georgia. And I was visiting and uh, we went to a restaurant. Uh, we couldn't afford uh, food, so we had drinks. And then <laughs> That's great. we went to a friend's house and he stayed upstairs and wrote letters and we went downstairs and he had a setup for a group, and we just came up with Killer Bees because Killer Bees had just arrived in but, Brazil. But wait a second. So you start writing and stuff, and you meet mm -hmm. these other people who sort of are creative, and yeah. they're into writing music and hanging out. And someone yeah. says, hey, let's start a band, and then you hear about the Killer Bees, so we say we'll name ourselves B-52s or something. Well, no, Keith had a... We um, we had just started jamming, and friends of mine were having a Valentine's Day party, and I said, oh, I'm in a van. They go, and I said, do you want us to play for it? And they said, sure. So I went back to the others and I said, do y'all want to do a show? And they said, sure. And then we realized we didn't have a name, so Keith came up with B-52s. Based on? 
the hairdo. Based on hairdos. Which look like nose cones of jets and stuff. So when you start to get famous, what was your first big hit? Was it... It was Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster. All of a sudden, big hit. It became like a really... It was our first independent single, and it, it did do well for an independent single with no promotion. And John Lennon himself said he was inspired to start recording music again after he heard Rock Lobster. Yes. Um, he, he was did, in a dance club, and he heard it. Yeah, he liked, he liked the beat and how crazy was and then uh when cindy does that uh ah, you know wild yes. vocal <laughs> you know that's inspired definitely inspired by yoko and um i think something registered you know you know he, he said yoko it's time you know and they went ahead and did yeah it. isn't that cool that's pretty cool man <laughs> I fucking love Rock Lobster. I've never been a big Rock Lobster fan. Like Are I you really, I really like that album. Yeah, the whole album is good. It's, it's their it. first album. I find Rock Lobster always ruins it for me, but I think I might just be a prude. I think you need to listen to it. I always skip it. Really? Yeah. Is it because of Fifty Two Girls? Because is of like, Family Guy? It might be. It could have ruined it for me. Yeah, I feel my like my formative. I years. feel like there's a whole generation of people that only know Rock Lobster because of. Uh, Peter Griffin. Yeah. I kind of hate Family Guy now. I never liked it. I was never a fan. It's crude. Oh, I don't care about <laughs> that. I just taught what's his name? McFarlane? Seth, Seth McFarlane. Yeah. Um, I've never been into his sort of sense of humor in anything that he's done. It's very sarcastic. I don't know. It's just it's not I don't know. I like I like something that you have to think about to find yeah. to find it funny. Right. You know, or you have to have a little bit of insider info, like into why it's funny, not know? just broad reference. No, because a lot, yeah, a lot of comedians, what they'll do is they'll they'll reference something, right? yeah, and sort of like rap in, in that way. Very that lots if, of similarities. If if you can get the reference in the comedy, you enjoy the comedy more, mm-hmm. and if you get the reference in rap music, you enjoy the rap music more. Yep. So I don't know. I just like people who are. You know, they don't have to be like super smart or it doesn't need to be super intelligent. It just needs to be, I don't know. Inside baseball? Put some work in. I just don't like, you know, like, uh, it's like knock-knock jokes or something, you know? Yeah. I kind of think like Seth MacFarlane is just a guy that's full of knock-knock jokes. (laughs) And they got really repetitive after a while too. Like you got to know when to call it quits. He was like great at using references, right? He was. Um, But it was just so cheesy. Yeah, and like as a kid, I thought it was funny. A lot of it was because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah, I never really understood the censorship. Kind of yeah, if anything, that just makes makes things worse. Yeah, you just get into not being allowed to do something. Well, you got to then go the and do you're it. Told not to do something, you're going to want to do it more. I think that's pretty ubiquitous. You yeah, know? but yet parents don't figure that out. Like, right? So my parents, my dad was super strict. Um, about like curfew and yeah. bedtime, <clears throat> but you know, military, right? Right. Certain, certain routine. When it came to music, I was never told I couldn't listen to something. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I kind of think it kind of, I guess it kind of leads into something I'm going to talk about anyway. Um, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny's always wanting to go and see um, Guns N' Roses. 
Yeah. Still. Always. Yes. Every time. Guns Even Rose, after. Ever, every time Guns N' Roses is going to do a tour, he wants to go. And I have to talk him out of it every fucking time. Still? I remember there was a festival where... Uh, the very last time, I think I might have sunk in with him, but even the last <laughs> time that they were around, um, I had to tell him that I wasn't going to go and yeah. and why. Um, but something that I didn't know about was that they released a live album. Recently? No, in 1999. Oh, and it's all of their stuff from 87 to 93, which is really the best yeah. Guns N' Roses stuff. Anyway, I remember in 1987, um, my mom let me buy Appetite for Destruction. And my favorite song, uh, to, even to this day, is My Michelle. That's a great song. Yeah. Well, the lyric that hooked me as like a eight-year-old yeah. was... Daddy watching porno now that mommy's not around. Yeah, exactly. She used to she's love her heroin, around. but now she's underground. Wow. Yeah, anyway, so they did this great live version of My Michelle on this album. Um, the album's just called Live Era. I That's really cool. I had no idea. It's really good. You should. I love me some, like, I'm appetite is my shit. I wasn't a big user illusion guy. You can hit it start guy. to finish and listen to all of these songs. Hell yeah. Yeah. just realized yeah. now you know like oh wow you know sometimes you hear a lyric a certain way <clears throat> and then you realize wait that's not how the lyric goes happens to me all the time it's daddy works in porno now i didn't that mommy's not around didn't know that i only heard it just now and like it just clicked with me works not watch and then i looked it up and yeah sure enough it's works really that kind of makes less sense to me no it doesn't it makes, more... it makes total sense. So Guns N' Roses are from um, L.A. All right, yeah. Right? Where yeah. is the where is the where is porn made? L.A. Yeah, or Florida, and it's the late '80s. Right, exactly. So if mommy wasn't around uh -huh. and daddy had an opportunity to work in porno, uh -huh. why wouldn't he? Yeah, fair enough. Hell yeah, especially in the '80s. That changes a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to rewind it a little bit here. I had never heard that.
where are you going to find a better live recording of Guns N' Roses than here? Probably won't. I was just thinking to myself, they sound exactly like the album. Not exactly, but like technically it's good. It's like the, you know, you're not, you're not looking for a bunch of uh, post effects on anybody's guitar voice. Axl Rose sounds amazing. Yeah, man. He was something else. So this album, this Guns N' Roses live era, 87 and 93, has really got me listening to a lot of Guns N' Roses in the last month. Yeah? Yeah. What stuff in particular? All of it. Yeah? Yeah. Like, so like, Appetite for Destruction, Mm -hmm. um, GNR Lies. Lies Um, is great. Yeah, but Lies is like, if you you know about it, it's an album of B-sides. Yeah, they just released it because uh, Appetite for Destruction was so popular, they needed to get something out, hmm. so they put out this album of B sides. Um, but then you have, you know, Use Your Illusions one and two. Those are some fucking records. Are they good? Oh my god, they're I so straight good. Away. I never straight away, but there used to be some songs on there that would fit into that category of shit that's been overplayed and I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, there's some ballads on there too. Yeah, I'm like, not a big ballad guy. You know what? November Rain? Fuck. Really? That song really is so good. Huh. Yeah, and I used to, I didn't hate it, but like I said, it was overplayed. Right. Right. So I didn't want to hear it anymore, but now I could listen to it. It's so good. And like, the video, like they put, they actually put work into making videos back in those right. days. You know, who makes videos anymore? Some people do. There's still quite a few videos. Like there's a time when videos kind of died off, and there wasn't any. Yeah. But since the rise of YouTube, videos are a thing again. Yeah. Yeah. You can do your advertising that way. I guess that was all. Well, you the don't point, need but... to send them to MTV. Like you're gonna get a million times more exposure on YouTube. That's interesting. Anyway, yeah, Guns and Roses live era i don't know if johnny knows about it i'm sure he does maybe not but if he doesn't this is a fucking wealth of fucking great guns and roses live you never need to go see them live because no. they're never gonna be <laughs> they're not even gonna be close to this good no and how many tracks on the album oh a lot it's like uh, a let me see here 20 or 30 kind of thing um 22 that's perfect yeah all you really need yeah it's uh, two hours and 12 minutes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah. Slash can play guitar. I mean, I've never been a huge Slash guy, but... I've got it written down right here. Yeah. Slash is fucking underrated. Yeah? Yeah. As a writer and technical like guitar player, it's hard to find somebody that isn't, you know, or is better than him. At the blues blues style. I'm just saying like the melodies that this dude has written mm. are fucking crazy. Like if I'm going to just go through um Appetite for Destruction. Just yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. Night Train is one of my favorites on there. But yeah, you just got to remember he wrote all of the all of the music. Right? Right. Okay. So, um obviously I'm not going to play Welcome to the Jungle. Everybody knows that song. This is it's so easy. Listen to this riff. That's fucking great. Yeah, that's clean, man. And then, yeah, Night Train. I 
that's crazy that's so good man yeah. like, and like they're the melodies that this dude's written are they're iconic like for those who know yeah if you once you know the songs though like nobody's ever written a riff like that it just makes a lot of sense you like, hear sonically. that and there's no question that oh this is guns and roses mm. all right then out to get me Mr. Brownstone? Yeah. crazy shit yeah that like, is crazy what, shit, a, what an intro um, it's just the start <laughs> yeah um and then i guess the last one i'll play it. even though the, every song this is one of those albums again you could listen to every song without feeling the need to skip agreed but rocket queen time i hear that song yeah i'm gonna play some more of it but every time i hear it it makes me think of one thing hmm. it's a stripper song rocket queen it's just the 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 like the time frame like in the late 80s yeah the sound everything about it says to me it's a stripper song you know what else i hear mm. sound garden especially in the bass yeah, like on the intro that's what i mean like you can hear it on the bass end and then like on the intro had a lot of like kim tail it's interesting vibes. that you know like guns and roses initially would have been considered like metal yeah the early stuff but now i don't think so i don't i would just call it like rock and roll i was yeah i don't think you could fit it into any other genre no but yeah let's listen to the chorus or whatever Yeah. 
Yeah, man. That's tight as fuck. And I feel like both of those Use Your Illusion albums are exactly the same. Same with Generalize. Mm. You could the amount of work they must have put into to those Use Your Illusion albums is insane. They're so well produced and like full of just great songs. You know? Saw a picture of Slash like today. Uh-huh. The current Slash. That man did not age well. He's he's geez, I wonder how old he is now, but I'd say he's probably close to sixty. Um, I would say he's probably older than that. You think so? Um, I guess when did they maybe they start around out? maybe maybe sixty? I guess yeah, that's reasonable. But they also live pretty hard, I'd assume. Dude, not only that is that he's been in some other bands that are really good. You know, like, like what? Like he did that band with Scott Weiland, and it was basically all of Guns N' Roses, just with Scott Weiland. Was it called Velvet Revolver? Okay, who's Scott Weiland? That uh, no, hold on. Wow, dude, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, yeah. You gotta lay off the Toki Toki. Man, I haven't listened to STP in years. That's a, that. That's another band that has a lot of good stuff. They definitely do. And I used to be really into them. Have you ever heard Scott Weiland's um, solo album? It's fucking incredible. No, I haven't. I'll find it here. Slash is only fifty six. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, no, he's a fantastic guitarist. So in 1998, Scott Weiland reduced, like, so I don't know, everybody knows, I, I think everybody knows the story of Scott Weiland and Stone Temple Pilots. The dude kept getting busted. He was getting busted on tour with heroin or he was fucking missing shows because of heroin. Oh. Um, they stopped touring because he was doing heroin. <laughs> um, he'd been in and out of rehab many a times. Yeah. The, the band had given him, like, let's say, several chances, like at least three chances. Fuck. Yeah, the guy just couldn't. And Maybe I mean, not. it's understandable, really. Like, heroin is as good as it gets drug wise. So I've heard. Um, but at some point, it seemed like they weren't going to make any more music together and so he put together this um solo album it's called uh 12 bar blues and it's crazy i'm gonna pl- I'll play i'll play you the first song the first song's called desperation number five okay awesome yeah and the this is the icing on the cake yeah he plays every instrument what mm-hmm. was this he was fucked up in the making of this oh yeah what year roughly 1999 99 actually 1998 i think it's a shame 
a lot of good musicians there, are on heroin. And this music is all over the place. Like there's like some whatever you might call it a ballad or whatever yeah. slower slower music. But the fact that I am I love anybody you know this who could play every instrument. Yeah, shows a lot if of talent. Every if if you could play every instrument and you put together an album, I'm willing to listen to it. And some of my favorite albums are of people who play every instrument like who um well most recently we'll say um andy show yeah for the most part he, that's he all plays him, all all the, all the instruments during the recording process right yeah um do you know who else played all the instruments on their first album it wasn't back was it uh no Beck's because i was not told sure that, that that was the case but it's i'm possible. not sure I'm yeah not sure who um prince really the very first prince album played everything what album was that oh let's, let's find it prince was great yeah um not all of his music is my thing he has a lot of music he does have a lot of music not all of his music is my thing but um he just definitely has some songs that i really like i've really only gotten into purple rain um so yeah here not that sure. album cover which one uh self-titled second yeah. studio i'm so, looking at yeah i'm not i think this is the album i'm talking about but this looks like it's a second album all right anyway so yeah prince self-titled um from 1979 um yeah he played all the instruments that's crazy and then another person that you wouldn't necessarily guess lenny kravitz really lenny kravitz on his first album he played all the instruments I don't. I can't say that I know a Lenny Kravitz song. Oh, really? He's got no. some good songs. In fact, um, he's got this song with Slash that <laughs> was pretty early on. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, yeah, was Kravitz in any bands or always a solo act? Um, I can't recall. So this song that he did with um, Slash yeah. is the title track off of, I think, his second solo album from 1991 called mama said yeah um, are you familiar with it i'm not oh really no sir um let's see if we can find the song maybe maybe it is on his first album 91 oh no let love rule was the big song and mr cab driver so are you familiar with those songs no mr cab driver no check this out at least not by name good but yeah um let's find this other song lenny kravitz had some serious style pictures i'm seeing he was a cool dude yeah. um he was married to lisa bonet for a long time who was she lisa was bonet on, she was like the older sister on the um 
On the Cosby Show? On the Cosby Show, yeah. She was a bit, of, a bit of a weirdo. What? Nothing. All right, so um, album is called Mama Said, second uh, second studio album. Um, the song with uh, Slash is called Always on the Run. Okay. And the fucking video for this song was crazy. <laughs> That's funky as hell. Well, you know, a lot of people uh, have not heard that, you know, uh, at the time when, like, you know, early 90s or late 80s uh, when this shit came out, those songs were pretty big. Yeah, and, I could like, see that. Lenny yeah. Kravitz was big, but then he put out like, um, he put out this cover of uh, American Woman. Yeah. In, are you familiar That's, with that? Uh, yeah. It sounds not the cover, but the original. A, no, no, no. This is a cover song of the Guess Who. Yeah. I'm familiar with the original, oh, not okay. the cover. So this song was probably probably his big his biggest song ever, which kind of became what he was known for. You know, I think I have heard this actually. It's just terrible. Yeah, that's enough of it. I Do think, you like uh, any of the Guess Who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I think the last good song that Lenny Kravitz had before he started making music for the radio or for movies yeah. or whatever it was, was this, uh, are you going to go my way? And which had also had a really cool video. Yeah, it's nice. I don't think it's really my kind of oh, rock no, and roll. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I'm not even saying I'm a Lenny Kravitz fan. I'm saying is over the years, he's put out some really good music yeah. and he's a super talented dude. Pretty long career, it seems too. Oh, yeah. It's been on the go. So we were joking around the other day talking about uh, one of Biden's speeches. Oh, the State of the Union address? Yeah. And we were speculating. I mean, like he's an older man and nothing against Joe. But he's an older man. How old is he? Uh, how old is Joe? I don't know. It's like 70 some odd. 72, 73, something like that. Let me check myself. Let's find out to be sure. We were saying, you know, it's, it's it's late. How is this man staying up? It did seem 
a bit late, especially being that it, you know, he's on the East Coast. It was 9 p.m. in Washington. Yeah, I guess it's only late. six um, on in California, but true. It's definitely late for a paying attention speech from the president on the East Coast. Joe's 79. 79, there you go. That's not a young man. Oh, there's, there's no doubt that he's not a young man. <laughs> uh, but we were joking around. Like, what, what would Joe be taking to, to stay up? And I, like I said, I think that Joe is old school. I don't think Joe is on any of these designer drugs. No, you don't think so? No. Kicking no. it with the, uh, the original stuff. Like I said, I bet you he's like, where's the yayo? <laughs> And I like thought, he doesn't call it cocaine, right? He just he uses all of these uh, jive talk, the Miami Vice slang. He's like, "Come on, man, where's the yayo? You know, I need it. It's nine p.m. I got Barack on that one, um, but I thought it was pills. That was my my guess. Yeah, I don't see uh, Joe as a pill popper. Well, you might think twice after this. Okay, I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. Working overtime to get us a million pills this month and more than double that next month. He's talking about uh, the Pfizer drug for COVID. What? Yeah. No. Nice try. (laughs) You must think think I'm born yesterday. (laughs) You heard it here first. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to get... this is this is him placating to uh, people who don't want to get vaccinated. That was the context for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, he. You know, they. He wants. He wants this pill to be readily available for the for people that aren't um, vaccinated and might have more severe symptoms. It's true, and he's ordered a lot of these pills. That's all I had. Yeah, I just think out of context it's funny, (laughs) but when you know the context, it's not so funny. That's all you had of this is this is your whole Joe Biden topic. Yep, it was the first time that I've like cut something out on a on a computer program. So I what did you use? Audacity. Nothing. So where did you get the audio from? I recorded it on my phone. Oh, it's not bad. And then I could be worse. Then I cut it up. Yeah, there's much easier ways to do it than that. I think I'm gonna put it into a song. What about the pills? Yeah. Why don't you play it again? I will. I've ordered more pills. Having some technical issues. All right. Let's move we can move on. It's no big deal. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think if Joe's on anything, it's uh the old fashioned stuff. I just don't know if he'd have the the ability to keep it going throughout the whole speech. I mean, like maybe the old stuff just kept its buzz. Maybe there was some shit in the in his water. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, but there was one time where a friend and I were doing some MDMA. Oh. And it was the last we were buying it in small quantities. I think a capsule at that point. Jesus. This is a while ago. Who does that? I know. And it was near the end of the night, and we're like, yeah, we should finish it off. So we put it in some water. Okay. They call it Molly water, apparently. We didn't end up finishing this water. I go to sleep. I had to work the next morning. And in a groggy haze, I wake up on my bedside table. I swear to God. 
I okay. swear to you God. You forgot it was in the water? Yeah, because I only had like that a few hours sleep. Some of the craziest dumb and shit I've ever heard. we've been hitting it like pretty hard the night before. So I get up, I'm like, oh, but it, fuck, but again, water. It was still only one capsule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys were sharing the bottle of water of one capsule the night before. Yeah, and didn't and finish it. Still. So now we're talking about three doses from one capsule. No. Yeah, because you guys both were drinking it the night before. Right, but they so weren't full two. doses. No, but still, I'm just saying the, the bottle of water contained one pill. Yes. Right? But you've now Drank. spread that out into three at least. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. So, yeah, let's say it's it's not a, a full dose. Right, so it's a microdose. Yeah, but I have to work and open the restaurant still, in an hour. It's just a stimulant. It was uh, it was a pretty pretty good shift. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Like it was a, but a little I mean, bit of like, a glow. It shouldn't have been a problem. I thought it was going to be a problem. I was super worried. Yeah, I think that you were just like in your head, you were just making that up because it's just not possible. I definitely felt it. Yeah, but again, like if you were at home and had drank and drank it, yeah. would you have felt the same thing? I think all the anxiety about, oh my God, I just drank this and I got to go to work. <laughs> And then and I'm you already know, you're up. psychosomatically making the effects of it stronger than it really is. It's very possible. But at that point in my life, I was just kind of not really caring. I rocked it. Have you ever seen, um, I don't want I don't know about where I've seen this but yeah. type of stuff, but have you ever seen these videos, let's say, um, where they're feeding everybody alcohol except this one person? No. And yet they they act super drunk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't seen the video, but I feel I can like only I feel like I could pull something like that on you, and you would totally fall for it. Like, let's know. say I brought over some uh, LSD water, uh-huh. and it really wasn't LSD water. I a hundred percent feel like you would you would it would start, you would feel it. I think I'm seasoned enough at this point to know. I don't think so. No. Well, you're now you're. I'm not going to do. I'm obviously not going to do that. <laughs> but I'm going to do something. Not on a work day. Whatever you you won't see it coming. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, one 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 time I was going to like a party. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Know, I have my driver's license, so I had to be at least sixteen. Um, I was going to a party and I bought a twenty four bottle of beer. You know, a real case of beer, proper case. Nowadays they call it a twelve pack a case. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Um, I think it was Molson Canadian. Nice, a twenty-four bottle of Molson Canadian, and um, we went to this dude's house for this party, but the dude didn't get off work until like ten, and so we were there like I don't know, sometime before ten. So we're sitting in the truck and drop some acid. Nice. Um, drinking a few brewskis, and I was like, "Hey, got this extra tab." We should just stick it in one of these bottles and uh-huh. see what happens. So we did. It was twist offs, right? So oh, we twisted dude, it off. Not cool. Put the acid in. It's only one hit. Yeah, you can't drug people. All of these people. All of these people were totally. There wouldn't have been anybody's first time. Okay. Yeah. Close group. So of I wasn't friends. just dosing a random person that I didn't know. It was like Fair a enough. small party of people that I knew. Fair anyway. Enough. Um, 
turned, it was just awesome because like, you know, two hours into the party, all of a sudden this chick starts <laughs> to get a little bonkers and yeah. like, she's like, standing like crouched on top of the couch not sitting on it uh-huh. just like like standing standing <laughs> on the cushion crouched down you know and i was like oh i think i think she got it <laughs> and we had a nice laugh about it we didn't say anything else about it how did the how did she feel about it oh we didn't tell her i'm sure she knew oh yeah but she didn't know it was us yeah i guess i don't know you get in a lot of trouble these days oh one time at the same dude's house um, was another party, and this time we had mushrooms. Tough and, to slip mushrooms to somebody. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we all took some mushrooms, and uh, you know, I went into the this dude's uh, parents' bedroom. You know, they got the ensuite bathroom. Yeah, and you know, I'm looking in the fucking medicine cabinet. What do we got? I haven't done that in so long. Oh, you only do it when you're a teenager. It's true. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, oh my God, they've got, uh, they've got the chocolate x locks. Right. So I tricked or convinced this pretty close friend of mine <clears throat> and he ate a bunch of it. Well, wow. yeah. So he was staying the night at this dude's house. I thought you were going to say your house. I'm like, no, no, jokes no, no, on no, you, no, JP. No, 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 no. <laughs> I left, I went home and then I don't know. I'm like, didn't see this dude again until uh, like school on Monday. And he came up to me and just decked me, punched me right in the face. And I just like, <laughs> I didn't like fall over or anything. I just like kind of like absorbed it. And I was just like, what the fuck? He's like, you fed me that fucker chocolate, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was on the fucking can the whole night. Oh, man. Yeah. You got it. You got what was coming on that one, buddy. Oh, a hundred percent. But uh, I think he was surprised that I just, I just took it. I, I like, I didn't, I didn't even see it coming. He literally just walked up to me and smoked me. He didn't say anything until after. And yeah, yeah, playing it cool. Total, total, probably iced someone out. Oh, he was fucking steaming. He was so angry about it. Um, but yeah, we weren't really cool much after that no that's fair no like um we ended up going to moving to the same city and going to the same college yeah and so did one of our other friends and i was super close with the other guy and they were roommates um and we barely fucking talked yeah the other guy yeah did he ever try and get you back like i feel like um no i think he feel felt like you know it's long over no that you know you know he got he got his free shot. That's true. I yeah. mean, that is true. It, the scales are pretty even it's not at that my, point. It's not my fault that I didn't fall over. <laughs> yeah, he got the shot in. Yeah, he got a shot. I think that's pretty reasonable. He could have had, probably had another one if he wanted, but yeah, you I really saw gonna, the second one coming. Really going to hit your buddy that many times. I guess you like weren't said, buddies we after weren't, that. We weren't really cool after that. And then, like, <laughs> even to take that further, like, those two guys, I when I, I'm I left once I finished college, I moved here. Yeah, and about six months later, those two dudes packed up all their shit into a car and drove out here, and they lived here for like six months. And our relationship was pretty good then. Yeah, so I guess he got over it. That's fair. That's good. <laughs> it was you kind f- of a, you it fucker. Was a total dick. Th- I didn't really, you know, 
I just was like, oh, X Lock, yeah, it's gonna make you shit. I wasn't like, <laughs> it's gonna make you not be able to do anything but shit. This man missed work. He took no, no, eat, no, no, drink. He took like he took like probably the equivalent of like three times what you probably should have taken. Man, he could have died of diarrhea. Do you ever think about dehydration that? for sure? That motherfucker needed oral rehydration solution. Yeah, I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I went home and went to bed. Oh God. Yeah. That poor motherfucker. Oh, dude, we did some bad shit when we were teenagers. I was like, <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't get arrested. See, I didn't do shit nearly as as cruel, but still found myself in handcuffs. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. It's for another time. Yeah. Um, I just learned about this recently, but it's a it's a website that takes scientific articles and republishes them on their site for access to all people. Are they allowed to do that? Well, I mean, copyright wise, no. Um, so, okay. So, so did you say this was a Russian website? No, it's from Kazakhstan. Oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was founded in 2011 by Alexandra Elbakayan. And so they're basically republishing papers that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. And right now, according to SciHub, um, their collection um, is equal to 95% of all scientific journal articles with a DOI number. Uh-huh. Um, and their thing is we're trying to make like science accessible to all people. By breaking the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the journal Nature has been putting out like data on where the uses are coming from and how these papers are getting published. And I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Like, I think the creative commons. What do you mean? That's what this is all about. Well, what it's really about is publishers getting money. Is Yeah, you should, you should research creative commons. There's a lot, there's a movement out there to try and make all of this stuff free. Hmm. The, the general overarching umbrella topic is called the creative, the creative commons. commons. Okay. Um, but yeah, like as somebody who is studying in the sciences, I, I do think there's an issue with it's a, it's a machine of money, right? Like the, the publishing is. Yeah. And I don't, what, on which side on like nature, on the official publication side of things. Yeah. It's a, what you, rent out access to the things you're publishing Dude, I know and that's like works. huge money right right and i don't know how i feel but about it, it but it's more it's you also it's need more to- than that it's about um all of this shit that are coming out in these different journals that people have, that universities have to subscribe to yeah um they're peer-reviewed exactly so for this sci whatever sci hub to just take everybody's articles Mm -hmm. it's fine um but it doesn't necessarily have the same gravitas as you know say a really renowned uh journal releasing them and i'm not sure why you're concerned about this because the university you go to definitely has subscriptions to all of these that you have access to. i have access to all the journals exactly i well i'm getting like uh, and you probably will have them for life um i don't know i guess if i have my email then ubc um you have access to all of their journals for life oh 
I should look into that. Yeah. So that would be handy. Yeah. Which leads me to wonder, you know, so Sci Hub yes. seems to be for people who aren't actually going to school because any reputable school is going to have a subscription to these journals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm getting notifications from the Nature Journal and they're, they're writing articles like, yeah, this is fraud. This is diminishing our, is. what we do. It, it is. is. I don't disagree with that. It is also just a bitch. It's the modern equivalent of torrenting music or movies. Exactly. That's kind of what I thought as well. That's why I'm saying you got to look into the creative commons. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm not sure how I feel about it fully. I, as someone, I think it's fine for people. Like, I don't. In terms of the use of the information, yeah. I think it's fine for people who aren't academics. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's an academic should be using or accessing these materials directly from the journal. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I think in like some of my early years, I may have cited from this site not knowing. Yeah. Luckily, it Somebody wasn't, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I guess so. This like, this like citing from Wikipedia. Yeah. I suppose so, but I mean, when you have the like the entire article there, and this is like but year I'm just one saying, and two. Well, why don't you just go into the? I do. I don't use the website. Right. Um, I only know about it through Nature. They're writing about it. I think it's an interesting topic, and we'll see where it goes in the future. But yeah, yeah. Um, there's this dude Christian Fuchs. Okay. He writes all about Creative Commons. Christian Fuchs. Yeah. Where is he out of? Um, I think he works is it Oxford. It's one of those universities somewhere in England. Interesting. Yeah. You see Jack White uh, put out a new track yep. with Q-Tip. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think so too. Um, did you see that um, Richard Cheese released a new album? No. Yeah. What's Richard Cheese up to? He's released a new album called uh, Bisame Queso, which I think Something means cheese. kiss cheese. <laughs> um, he's got some great, great tracks. All covers? He only does covers. I assume so. Jeez, you don't know anything about Rich Cheese. Branching out. Um, just came out uh, this week. I'm going to go through some of the songs. <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know if you want me to tell you what the cover is. No. Let's, okay. let's see if we can figure it out. Some of them are newer. Most of them are older. All right. There's some whores in the house. There's some whores in the house. I said certified. So, for those who don't uh, know who Richard Cheese is, uh, Richard Cheese is a dude who covers. He's a he's a like basically Richard Cheese is a cover band, um, but all the songs that they um, cover are done in the style of like a lounge lizard. All right, so every single cover is going to have that same theme. <laughs> the dude's been putting out albums for twenty fucking years. Really? Yeah, and wow. there are. I beg to say that some of his covers are better than the original. And I'll get into it as we, but for now, I just want to go through this new album. Sounds good. Five free. 
seven days a week wet ass pussy make that pull out game weak beat it up baby catch a charge extra large and extra hard put this pussy right in your face Wipe your nose like a credit card. So we all, I, I forget who sings this. Wet ass pussy, obviously. Oh, right. It's Cardi B. Right. Cardi B. Yep. Yeah. That's all who right. it is. Next. Come to get me cause they like my behind I cannot love my business if I can't get a trick Down on Santa Monica where tricks are for kids Oh, come on and kick me I said oh, come on and kick me You don't know it? I know you're searching for it It's okay, you're gonna know it in about 20 seconds all right (laughs) you've got your problems i've got my problems i've got my ass why you've got your big g's i got my hash pie so you're not familiar with that song weezer hash pipe yeah exactly yeah all right the next one you're definitely going to be able to guess okay Gotta get that. I like that boom, boom, pow. Them chickens jacking my style. They try to copy my swagger. I'm on that next shit now. I'm so 3008. You're so 2000 and late. I've got that boom, boom, boom. That future boom, boom, boom. Let me get it now. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. All right, everybody knows that. Who is it? It's the Black Eyed Peas. Right. You right. Like these are some deep cuts for 2022, man. <laughs> Not really. I think that's so. one of the most popular songs of the 2000s. Yeah. All right. Well, if you don't get the I, next, I one, knew the lyrics. I just yeah, that's, the- <laughs> that's the beauty of that's the beauty of not having the name of the song it's right true. in front of you. Right. Richard Cheese. Yeah, Richard Cheese is. The music is pretty good too. That's bringing what I'm like saying. the flamenco not, style. I told you, this is, he's very talented. I like All right, it. Right. If you don't know the next song, I'm going to be. Like the legend of the Phoenix. With the beginnings, what keeps the planet spinning? Ah, uh, a force from the beginning. You don't have a fucking clue. I know the lyrics, man. Is it? I want to. I don't want to let it play too long because it's, it's going to be a dead giveaway. Jamiroquay? No, no, not even fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll listen to it. Let's just 
We'll just say you didn't know it. Okay. We've come too far to give up oh, who man. we are. Let's raise the bar and our cups to the stars. She's up all night to the sun. <laughs> I'm up all night to get some. She's up all night for good fun. I'm up all night to get lucky. She's up all night to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I knew I knew it from somewhere. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. It's funny to me that this, I can see that this is growing on you. Yeah. And yet you have such a problem with parody or comedy in music. It's true. This means you're growing. I, I, I feel the growth. You JP. are growing. I am. Wow. <laughs> all right. Richard Cheese. Um, play a couple more. Yeah, let's hear it. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake, all of those tourists covered with oil, strumming my six string on my front porch swing, smell those shrimps there beginning to boil, wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost It's fucking great. Margaritaville. Yeah, is that old? Jimmy Buffett. Oh yeah, yeah, very old. He's mixing new and old very well. Yeah. Um this freaking guy. This is from his first album. These are some fucking like like so good. Like <laughs> um Are you feel, I'm going to play one song in particular first and then we'll go through a bunch of them. But, All right. Um if you're familiar with like what is it blink 182 i i was weaned on them i never ever listened to them yeah didn't know anything to do with them i i started listening to this richard cheese album and i heard this song and um i was like this is a fucking jam <laughs> and then i heard the original and i was like oh my god this is not this is as, awful. It's not as good as the richard cheese version <laughs> She took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I'm still more amused by TV shows. What the hell is ad? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? You recognize it? Yeah. I'm just thinking that Richard Cheese sounds just like another artist that i know i'll play a little bit later all right but the part where he's like what the hell is ad it's so funny because it's what the hell is add yeah but he says ad like he's dumb or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) it just makes it it's just that shit like that makes it that much more funny okay way more songs to listen to from this from this album all right all right this this one i don't i'm not gonna make you guess this one this is uh This is a Limp Biscuit medley. Won't know it. Yeah. You should know it. Well, you'll know it now. Check. One, one. 
Just imagine Fred Durst singing this. Is that the Limp Bizkit guy? Yeah. Hey, I think about the day my girlie ran away with my pay when fellas come to play. Now she's stuck with my homies that she fucked. And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat. Like a chump, hey, like a chump, hey, like a chump, hey. I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie, come on. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah. Stick it up your yeah. Stick it up your yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, this one I want you to try and guess. Okay. You should be able to guess it. Transmission, third world war, third round. A decade of the weapon of sound above ground. Ain't no shelter if you're looking for shade. I lick shots at the brutal charade. As the poles close like a casket on truth devoured. A silent play on the shadow of power. A spectacle monopolized. The camera's eye on choice disguised. Lights out, guerrilla radio. Turn that shit up. <laughs> That's killer. Yeah. Yeah. So rage. Of course. Right. Um, <laughs> Turn that shit up. I can't believe. I think you've played that for I've me before. You lost have, Richard man. Cheese before. <laughs> and it never hit before. I guess now not. it's hitting. Richard Cheese has some jams. Oh, it's like that, that jazz stuff that he gets on with. It gets me yeah, and it confuses it's me. Fairly basic. It, it does is. confuse you if you don't, if you've not heard it before and you just have to go by the lyrics. Yeah. Cause not always is the melody uh, similar as the original. Anyway, um, are you familiar with um, The Offspring? Uh, no, I know of them, but no. Oh, this is a really good one. So probably their biggest song is called come out and play okay and he does a version of it and i think it again this is one of those cases where his version is better uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis you gotta keep them separated like the latest fashion, like a spreading disease. The kids are strapping on the way to their classrooms, getting weapons with the greatest of ease. The gangs stake out their own campus locale, and if they catch you slipping, then it's all over, pal. If one guy's colors and the others don't mix, they're gonna bash it up, bash it up, bash it up, bash it up. You're talking back to me. Take them out. You gotta keep them separated. Hey, man, you're disrespecting me. Take them out. You gotta keep them separated. Hey, they don't pay no mind. If you're under 18, you won't be doing any time. Hey, come out and play. Yeah, it was a big, big song. You can hear, I, I do know the song. Yeah. 
you can hear the lyrics too, which I always struggle with. Right. That might be what's okay. What's I'm helping only gonna, with Richard? Well, I'll only play one more from this song. Okay. Let's see if you get this one. Smack my bitch up by the prodigy. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, <clears throat> to not get that. <laughs> um, you want to hear some more? Hold on, let me play. I think that this guy sounds a lot like Richard Cheese. Okay, I want to see what you think. I could be totally out of left field here. Let's hear it. Is this how you picture New Year's Eve? Just a room of elephants. I can hear the similarity. And this guy, he's from this city. And I, I know who that is too. Christian Hansen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the band? That... And the Autistics. No, no, there's another band that that dude was in. Uh, not sure. Let me look it up. That's just one of those albums that I'm always like, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I'll, I'll play I re- it sometimes. I remember when it came out, it was like the radio station here just couldn't stop fucking playing it. It yeah, was terrible. I would imagine. Um, How about a Richard Cheese version of uh, Fell in Love with a Girl? You know, what, The White Stripes? Okay. It's a fucking jam. He does well, man. All right, I'll only play one more. Well, yeah, one more. Maybe two more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I keep looking at the list of these songs and I'm like, oh, it just keeps getting better. Um, this one you'll definitely know. You can sense the emotion. I can. Some heavy shit. Wake up. Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. Hide the scars and fade away that shake-up. Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Why did you leave the keys upon the table? I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. I when angels deserve to die. It's 
Tell me that is not a jam. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, that album was pretty good. Oh, I've been listening to it recently. I've got it on my list of things yeah. to talk about. Just System? Could, yeah. Yeah. A couple albums, actually. Um, the last one I'll play is uh, Hot for Teacher. No. Yeah. The bang it bang it to end off the cheese. Yeah. That's a really good cover. I think that's the best one. Okay. Well, th- there's way more better ones. But, I mean, of that caliber. The cheese, man. Oh, the, the, like the, I said, the dude's the been putting out it. albums for like 20 years. And like the first two albums, I like, like this guy's not signed to it. I don't know if he is any, it is. Yeah. But he was not signed to a label. He was just self-producing this stuff. And um, so I kind of, was like talking to him through email what yeah and uh he sent me uh an autographed copy of the first two of his albums that's cool as hell when was this this is like a long time ago like 2002 something like that richard fucking cheese yeah because like uh i wanted to hire him to come and play here i was like that into him so i was like trying to figure out like what are what are the costs (laughs) at that time um you had to pay the expenses, obviously their room and board or whatever, and yeah. the flight, but ten grand. Not bad. No, not that bad. And not my bad. friend, I had this friend at the time who was also really into Richard Cheese, um, <laughs> who played in a band yeah. locally here, um, and used to throw this party called the Screaming Pig Party every summer out at this place called Barbecue Acres. It sounds amazing. It was amazing. That sounds and so have fucking this, fun. They'd have pig roasts and oh, it'd be like man. booze and music. And like oh, it was, he did, his bands were cover bands. Yeah. Yeah. He was in one, one was called the Ozzy Osmonds. That's pretty great. I can't remember what the other one was. Jeez, I'm getting old. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember what the other one was. Ozzy Osmonds and something else. I've never been at a party with like a full roasted pig. That sounds amazing. Oh, there was multiple. Oh, and this Jesus. was like a, a yearly thing. Also, if Richard Cheese, like room and board for the whole band. Yeah. So you, a thousand bucks for a night, maybe. 
maybe more probably more but still maybe at at that time definitely but it would have been worth it yeah but i'm just thinking richard cheese has to be living moderately well i don't know depends on how many gigs you get i think he's had his rough times for sure i'd say so the cheese has gone bad no i don't think that i just think that you know his popularity has been big and small at different times i've always been a fan you have since day one um the first time i ever heard richard cheese i was into richard cheese rock and roll brother all right let's get out of here let's do it peace